Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and Femtech founder of Zonas. So today we'll be discussing a really important topic and that is something that's going to affect pretty much most women at some point during their reproductive life and that is contraception. Now you may know a little bit about contraception, you may not know anything, but what I'm going to do is break it, break it down into something really clear and simple. Contraception is a massive topic and there's lots of different types of contraceptive, including pills, uh, implants, coils, injections, and I'm going to cover all of them for you. In this introduction video, we'll be talking about the contraception you can use that doesn't actually involve anything being put inside your body. And then we'll also go on to talk about things that are being put inside your body. So before we begin, I am actually recovering from COVID right now. I'm currently in isolation. I'm like day seven. So um, I am feeling fine. I'm just a little bit bunged up and nasal. So you may hear it in my voice. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd give you some important information whilst I'm stuck in my room in isolation. Okay, so you're thinking about starting some contraception or maybe you're already on some contraception and looking to change. You go to your doctors, you talk to them about the issue that you're experiencing and perhaps you already know which contraception that you wish to start. Now, when you talk to your healthcare professional, there's some criteria that they have to think about before they decide what's best for you. And I'm gonna talk you through the things that we try to consider so that we can give you the best option that's available for you. The way that we categorize it is a criteria and that's called the UK MEC criteria. And there's four different categories within that. The way that we categorise it depends on the risk that that medication, that contraception has on you. And between individual to individual, it will differ. So if you're someone that suffers from migraines, that would be something that we'd need to consider. We'd need to do a deep dive into the type of migraines that you have, the nature of them, and really specify whether you have an aura or not. We'd also have to consider things like your family history. So if you have a family history of breast cancer, we'd be particularly interested in if there's any genetic risk associated with the breast cancer, specifically BRCA1 or BRCA2. Other things would be your social history. So your age, whether you smoke, whether um, you have a good weight, these are all things that can increase the risks um, associated with some of the contraceptions that we would give you. So that's just a few things, but there is a long list of things to consider. Going back to UK MEC, we have four things that we like to categorise the contraception on. So one, UK MEC one means you can have the contraception, there's no problems and we're not worried. UK MEC two means there are a few risks associated with the contraception for you, but overall the benefits outweigh the risks. So we're happy to give you that. UK MEC three, means that there are theoretical risks, there are proven risks, and these can be more so than the benefit. And this would be something that we need to have a discussion with you about. So if it's something that you really want to have despite knowing the risks, despite having capacity to make that decision, then that's a discussion that your doctor will have with you and they'd like to monitor you closely for those side effects and risks of taking the medication. 
And then UK Mech 4 is absolutely no, no. We do not want to give it to you because the risks are far too dangerous. Okay, so those are the four UK Mech criteria that we like to base it on. Okay, so another consideration that you'd like to think about when you're choosing which contraception to use is thinking about what other people use. So this may or may not be something that you discuss with your friends when you're at a party um, or, or even privately, because contraception can be quite a personal topic. But what I'd like to do is run through a few statistics of the current usage of contraception in the UK. And that will give you a bit of an idea of what's popular and what's not so popular. So 25% of people who are sexually active in the UK are not using any contraception at all. Now, I can't say that I recommend that, especially if you're trying to avoid pregnancy and you're not using any contraception, there is a high risk of you getting pregnant. And it's not something that we would rely on as a reliable method of contraception to not use any. However, having said that, I would like to just run through with you a few methods that people do adopt and rely on um, to not get pregnant and that doesn't involve ingesting anything, it doesn't involve injecting or inserting coils um, so we'll run through that in just a little while. 25% of people use um, coils, implants and injections and these all work in a slightly different way, they all have slightly different benefits and side effects and we will go through that in a different video. We've discussed the various different types of contraceptions that are used in the UK. And now what I'd like to do is just focus on two main types. One, the condoms, which 22% of the population use, and then the other 25% of people that don't use anything. And I think this is quite interesting because some people ask me, well, if they're not uh, using anything, then how are they not getting pregnant because they're sexually active, but they're not using anything? And um, there are a couple of methods that people use and I wouldn't necessarily rely on them. I wouldn't advise patients to rely on them because um, nothing is 100%, but these are very much not close to 100% at all. Um, so the first is coitus interruptus. So this is Latin for interruption of coitus. So during sexual intercourse, um, before ejaculation happens, the penis is removed. Therefore, there is no sperm that enters the woman's body. It does not enter the womb and therefore, the egg will never be fertilized and pregnancy won't happen. Theoretically, it can work. However, we know this has a failure rate of around 78%. So it's not something that I would rely on and I think there's a very high risk of you becoming pregnant by using this. Um, there's some theories as to why. Uh, one of them is that there can be still some sperm present in the pre-ejaculation fluid, which will obviously enter the woman's body and that can, that can result in pregnancy. So the first method is coitus interruptus. And the second is the rhythm method. And some, so some women who have very regular cycles, who can predict their ovulation, who have regular periods, can use an ovulation calendar. Um, and that tells them when their fertile window will be, which can be helpful for couples who are trying to conceive. And um, it can also tell you when your least fertile time will be. And there will be times in your month where it's very, very unlikely to get pregnant. So some people either use ovulation calendars or you can also use ovulation kits. So um, the sperm will only last inside the body for a certain number of days 
and if your ovulation doesn't fall within that time, um, then the sperm won't survive to fertilize the egg. As I said, these are not reliable methods of contraception and I wouldn't really recommend them unless you really know your cycle. And within the category of um, people that don't use contraception, so you have uh, three. So the first is coitus interrupters. The second is the rhythm method using ovulation. And the third is something called the lactational amenorrhea method. So this is a very specific method and it can only be used for women who are breastfeeding and their baby is less than six months. So you need to be fully breastfeeding. So not using any formula milk, not, be, not using anything else, solely breastfeeding as the main nutrition for your baby less than six months and you haven't had a period back since you've delivered so you need to have those three things to fulfill the criteria for lactational amenorrhea and that is a very effective way uh, for you to use as contraception because if you are breastfeeding then your hormones have not yet gone back to your pre-pregnancy state to allow ovulation to happen again so that's very specific. So those are the three main methods for people that don't use contraception. And then in the bracket of people that use condoms, so that's the 22% of people that use condoms, there's lots of different types and they come in different materials. So the most common is latex, but some people are allergic to latex and it is really important that you are aware of what, what an allergy is. Some people think an allergy is something really severe where you're choking and you can't breathe. And that's something called an anaphylactic shock, which is a very, very severe form of allergy. But an allergy may even just come up as a rash or itchiness or irritation, um, even pain down below. So if you notice that you're using latex condoms and you are experiencing any of those symptoms, it might be a good idea to swap to a non-latex. And that's usually a condom that contains polyurethane. So make sure you look for that on the packet. Um, but it will be very clear that it's latex free. Okay, so condoms are used for men but you can also have female condoms called femdoms. Um, they're not that common, they're not that popular, and the reason for that is because they aren't as effective. So not only do they not protect that well against pregnancy, but they also don't really protect against sexually transmitted infections, which is actually a benefit of using condoms. So condoms are barrier protection. They they, they produce a very thin protective layer between the, the male and female genitals, which means that there's less risk of an STI, a sexually transmitted infection like chlamydia, like gonorrhea, coming from one person to another. And even if you are using other contraceptions, so injections or pills or the marina coil, using a barrier type of protection like condoms is very much advised if you change partner, if you have a one night stand, if your changing partners have irregular partners, um, because that protects you and your pelvic organs from any sexually transmitted infections. So that's a great benefit of using condoms. Okay, so um, we've covered lots in this video. So very general overview of different types of contraception. And then we've covered condoms and then the non-contraceptive methods. So check out the next video, which will cover um, the oral contraceptives. So the progesterone only and combined pill, as well as the coil in the next video. But like and comment any questions that you have below and I will get back to you soon. Take care, all the best, bye.